everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Happy holidays. And John. Ho, ho, ho. So your presence is requested on this special holiday episode of Another Bite. Today's product aims to spruce things up with some tremendous decorations. Will they deliver a pitch that the sharks will never forget, or will they lack the chemistry? We'll find out, that's for sure. But first, did you think there wouldn't be an ad? Birch, please. (laughs) So today in the tank, we have Easy Treasy. Now, Easy Treasy is brought to us by Christmas Kurt, and it is essentially designed to be the world's easiest Christmas tree. So you can think about Easy Treasy as basically a foldable Christmas tree that comes in a series of compartments, and it's designed to be put up really quickly and then taken down really quickly, really aiming for the ease of the holiday season to smooth over a essentially very stressful time. So it comes in a variety of different color arrangements. Apparently, once you can install your decorations, you can keep them up, but essentially it's like a collapsible Christmas tree. Now for this product, Kurt is asking for $400,000 for 10% of his business, which is a $4 million valuation. Now thinking about our tree, the problem it's trying to solve for, our founder and our pitch, what are some of our initial thoughts? I mean, when you say like it's fast Christmas tree setup, it is like fast Christmas tree setup. Like 10 seconds. Three yeah, pieces. Yeah, it's three pieces and you stick them together. Yes. And you can buy them such that they have all the ornaments already on them and all the lights already on them. It's literally 10 seconds and you plug it in. It's a lazy man's Christmas tree setup. Dads of the world, take note <laughs> when your wife's nagging you about the tree. <laughs> there is definitely a segment of the market, both B2C and B2B, that has, I think, a very high interest in very fast setup, very fast breakdown, very little manual effort Christmas tree setup. And so to me, it's actually pretty exciting as a product. There's lots of people, another whole segment of the market that will say it's all about real Christmas trees Mm. and it's all about the time with the family setting up the Christmas tree. This product is not for them and I don't think it will win them over, nor should it. And that's fine because I think that the segment of the market that it is applicable to is big enough that they can make a lot of money. But quick pulse test, who here is actually team real tree versus team fake tree? Because I'm getting a sense, John, that you're team fake tree. Oh, no, I'm team real tree. Oh, okay. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. But I know there are lots of people who are not team real tree. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not going to apply my personal beliefs onto whether or not I think there's other people in the world who would want a fake Christmas tree. I love that it's not an opinion, it's a belief. It's a belief. What about you, Ariel? Are you fake or real Christmas tree? I'm team fake. (laughs) That sounds terrible. That's all I've like grown up with. Okay. I love having a tree that you can reuse for multiple years at a time, less cleanup. I know visually it's not as appealing and smell-wise it's not, but they have a whole bunch of pine cone scented or fresh. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can get the smells that you want from a tree. What I love about this is as someone who lives in an apartment who's moved around many times, I would love to just have an easy tree rental service or something that my apartment complex will offer for me so I don't either have to chop down a tree or carry a huge tree from Lowe's or Home Depot and just be able to have something much more streamlined. Yeah, you know what the good people at the mall don't really want to have to do? is hire a whole staff just to set up for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hospitals. I was thinking like pediatric Mm. floors and stuff for the holiday season. Like so easy not having to have someone come in and set up. It's very quick. My only thing is just the price point. I think for D to C is a little bit too steep for some of their tree offerings, but they have their reasons to trilieve or believe (laughs) um, in their value props. (laughs) Yeah, it is expensive. It ranges from like $300 to $800. Right. Yeah. 
you know, if you buy a high quality, decent sized, fresh tree, you're looking at spending $100 to $150. That's cheaper than I thought. Like that's a premium real Christmas tree. I think the average Christmas tree probably sells for like 50 bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. You would have to use it for six to 15 years to get your money back. You don't think people are willing to pay though for that ease of setup? Yeah. What's the premium you think people would pay for saving, I don't know, an hour of their lives? Knowing I get multiple years and some longevity, I could maybe rationalize spending like $300, $400 on like a good big fake tree. Yeah. And that's something that I think is really interesting about this business. One thing that the Easy Treasy founder mentions is they actually will go to a retailer and then the retailer will essentially pitch a price point that they think that they can sell these trees at. And they will like back engineer a tree that fits that price point, which is why you see this like huge range from like $299 all the way up to $800. Mm -hmm. So it does seem like they do have models, if you will, of trees that would fit that price point that you're talking about, Ariel. Yeah. But I think the issue with that is scalability, right? If you have multiple channels that want different pricing, at some point you're going to have to button down. So a lot of what we talk about is how to market this, but where would you market this to really hit that middle ground of not always having to create a new SKU, but then also to reach those premium buyers that could buy using the current price point then? I think if you're focusing on just like the everyday kind of Joe Schmo looking to like get a tree in their place, video demonstrating how easy mm -hmm. the product is to assemble is like crucial because you can tell so much more by showing than by telling for this product. Yeah, this is definitely a show don't tell product. Yeah. I actually, if I were them, I would probably try and go as hard as I could at D2C. Yeah. I think this is probably a capital intensive business because I think producing these things is not cheap. And if you want to produce a lot of them, it's going to take a lot of upfront money. And so I think I would do the margin maximizing strategy. And that to me is D to C. And then I would get into other channels that have lower margin as I start to tap out on D to C. And so this to me is super heavy on digital marketing, social media, et cetera, and just being all in on that strategy and seeing just how far you could go. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned digital marketing because that's actually the sticking point for a lot of the sharks when it comes to this product is it seems like the entrepreneur was really sort of lacking in terms of digital marketing expertise. But if you were in charge of the digital marketing strategy, how would you market this? What specific tactics would you use to make sure that this was reaching your audience? So you have only a couple of very large platforms to advertise on and that own most of the ad networks. Mm -hmm. Those three big platforms are basically Google, mm -hmm. Meta, and Amazon. And you only put Amazon in the mix if you sell, you know, a physical product, which they do. You want to start with your highest intent channel. You want to just get really great at understanding what the return on investment is, the return on ad spend on each of those channels. You test, you learn, and then you scale. That baseline. And when you hit diminishing returns on that channel, you go into the next channel. Yeah, I guess it started on Amazon, then go Google, and then go to Meta. And I bet Meta will perform the worst because it's more <laughs> brand than direct response. Mm -hmm. Cheapest inventory, guaranteed, though. <laughs> it was cheap inventory for a reason, you know? <laughs> it's increasingly more influence media versus, like, mm -hmm. I'm looking for a fake Christmas tree. Like, I would pay so yeah. much more for that click than somebody who was scrolling Facebook and saw the video and clicked on it, you know? I think from like an organic lens, what would be really cool is user-generated content. Mm -hmm. Our tree is so fast. How fast can you set it up? Can you set up with a blindfold? Can you set it up with your friend's drunk goggles on? Like make it really fun and like right. have it be kind of a community-based way of showcasing. You know, host community meetups. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> brings goggles. their tree and like sets them up <laughs> in like races. I like it. Like I don't make it into like a fun gamified kind of experience. And I think that will really catch on from more of like an organic community-led perspective. I think the angle for them in terms 
terms of organic is actually much more about teardown and setup. Mm. People are like open to the idea of setup because they're like, oh, this is special. I'll put some music on. Could be on. family bonding. Like, oh, then we'll know. do it together. We'll get mm. the ornaments yeah. out. How special. Mm-hmm. I think nobody likes taking down their tree. Mm-hmm. It's awful. How fast can you take this tree down then <laughs> challenge? Totally. Yeah. Like I think I just totally lean into how yeah. fast you can clean up from Christmas and move on to the new year. We had some issues with this as a business for the sharks. So one thing that was actually we haven't really touched on is the fact that they had like an $8 million deal ready to go with Home Depot. And they just essentially let it slip away. I think they just weren't timely with that offer, which is why Barbara was like, you know what? I'm out. Robert was the shark that ultimately had the most interest. He had a problem with the valuation, which is not that uncommon for sharks. So it started a bit of a bidding war back and forth between Robert and the entrepreneur. But ultimately, Easy Treasy had no offers on the table. Womp womp. So no Shark Tank deal. I don't see how losing the Home Depot deal, he lost the deal because they weren't actually ready for production yet. It feels like you can easily get Mm -hmm. that deal back on the table if you're ready for production. And if they're not ready for production, then it seems like something the sharks could help with really easily. Yeah. It almost seemed as like a signal for them. Like, oh, maybe the founder isn't best to like partner with them. That's not necessarily the case. After the tank, they were actually able to score that deal with that big box retailer back. And they ultimately went into partnership with Walmart, Kohl's and Home Depot. So not all was lost, Barbara. But as of 2023, they're actually no longer available anywhere Mm. online. So despite some of that initial influx, this was a 2019 episode. You can't get them anywhere online because according to their website, they're actually no longer selling trees D to C. Instead, they offer a rental service. So very good for you, Ariel, Ariel. because you can now rent their trees as your like hassle-free ticket to have that festive cheer. And then they also offer the commercial tower Christmas trees. So they offer like 12-foot-plus trees for commercial spaces. So I feel like... Inadvertently, Ariel, you were like on par with like where they took this strategy because they went into rental and they went into those big commercial like B2B plays. For a moment, I went through like five different emotions because I was actually really excited (laughs) to get a tree from them. I was like, oh my Mm. gosh, this is perfect for me this year. Literally, I'm at the point of purchase. You can rent one. Now I know I can rent Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) Today's episode was brought to you by the magnanimous Matthew Brown. Editing comes from Robert Hartwig and support from Melanie Romero. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you subscribe to the greatest podcasts ever. That does it for me. See you next episode in the tank with another bite.